Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I first and foremost want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. Y'all know that Christmas is coming up in just a couple of days here, and while the holiday season does look different for everyone, because we do have different backgrounds, different families, uh, different situations, which can sometimes suggest that the holiday season is going to be uh, a little bit difficult, um, my prayer for all of us is that we just find ourselves surrounded by people who we love people who love us, the food that we love, like everything that makes a holiday a holiday. I pray that we experience all of that this season. But most importantly, I don't want us to forget the reason why we celebrate Christmas. As cheesy as you think this is, but there is a reason for this season, y'all. And we talked a little bit about this last week. We talked about this in every episode, actually, of the podcast. But this season really is celebrating uh, the reason why we can confidently say that a free life is possible. Because Jesus, he humbled himself so much that he came down to earth in the form of a little baby. So he put on flesh and became like you and I by uh, living the the crazy human life that all of us live. It's, we, it's filled with crazy experiences, but every single thing that you and I walk through, Jesus walked through, except he walked through it perfectly. He never fell into sin. And so therefore, because he never fell into sin, he died a death that he did not deserve. The word says that he became sin for us. I mean, how much more humble can you get? He became the very thing um, that that he hated. He hates sin, but he became it and he died for it. And then he rose again three days later so that we can have new life in him. And it's because of his resurrection um, that we can confidently say again that a free life is possible, that healing is possible, that wholeness is possible. It's all because Jesus came down to earth, died the death that we deserve, and then he rose again three days later. And so I just don't want us to forget that. Like, there's a reason why we celebrate, and it's because of Jesus. And I'm so thankful that because of what he did, I've experienced freedom in my life, and I've committed this third season of the podcast to... um, trying to convince you that a free life is possible. It's not because, you know, uh, of anything that we did, but it's because of what Jesus did. And there's so much in his word that proves a free life is possible, that we can get set free from uh, sin cycles. We can get set free from things like anxiety and depression, both things that I have dealt with, but you fill in the blank. There's freedom available and it's available through Christ. And it's because of this season that we can say that. So don't forget that (laughs) there is a reason we celebrate and I'm excited to celebrate with you all today here on the podcast leading up to that special Christmas day. Um, But being that Christmas is just right around the corner, that also suggests that the new year is right around the corner as well. So today's To Be Hurt Tuesday and next week's episode uh, concludes episodes for the year of 2021, which is insane. And that especially means that we have to make it count. I mean, obviously, I try to make every episode count. But with this being the last two To Be Hurt Tuesdays of the year, Come on now, like we, there's some things that need to be heard before the year ends. And so I'm excited to record today's episode. I'm excited that you're listening um, because we're going to talk about something that I told y'all from the beginning we would talk about, but I've been teasing y'all all season long, like we'll eventually talk about it. Um, but the topic of discussion today, uh, it's actually going to be a full circle moment for me. I'll start there because uh, if you remember, for those of you who tuned into season two, you'll notice there's a little gap at the very beginning of this year, this month of January of 2021. I did not record any To Be Heard Tuesdays uh, the first month of this year because I kind of opened up uh, to y'all last week. I got a little choked up, ain't gonna lie. But I opened up last week and just sharing with y'all where I was at this time around last year. In summary, I was not doing okay. Um, In fact, I was doing so not okay that I didn't think it was wise for me to um, start off the new year, uh, you know, that month of January, recording uh, any podcast episodes, sending out my newsletters, blogging, like 
I took a break on all of that stuff because I really did just need to hear from God. Um, I was dealing heavily with anxiety, heavy with depression, uh, which, I mean, it might be the case for everyone. Don't forget that last year was 2020 and all kinds of hell was just breaking loose internally, externally, and it was so much. And um, I, granted, I'm grateful for that season, but I wasn't doing well. So for this month of January of this year, I did not record any To Be Hurt Tuesdays. And I kind of want to lean into that a little bit more just by giving you a picture of what one week um, of that month in January of this year, uh, what that one week looked like for me, because I was doing something that I'm actually doing this week. Uh, It's what we're going to talk about today. And again, it's something I've teased y'all with so far on the podcast, saying that we would talk about it, but not, you know, wasn't ready to talk about it the first couple months here, this third season. But now it's time to talk about it. And so without further ado, no more stalling. Today we are talking about fasting. Yes, we are talking about it because it needs to be heard. And we're talking about being free in Jesus. Fasting really helped me in my freedom journey. Now, granted, I've expressed my frustration with y'all before saying, you know, if you listen to the introduction episode, the first couple of episodes, actually, (laughs) I talked about my frustration with fasting because I was dealing so heavily with anxiety and depression that I kept praying um, and I especially kept fasting and I fasted so much and so often that there were people in my life who were actually like kind of concerned. They were like, you know, you're fasting again? Like, are you sure you have to fast again? You just got off the one fast. Like, why are you fasting? But I was so committed to breaking free from anxiety and breaking free from depression. I'm like, I maybe I'm not fasting the right way. I have to fast a little more and a little longer and a little harder. And it has to be more intense and more strenuous. And I was putting all this pressure on myself because I was desperate. I'm like, God, please set me free. I cannot go a day. I cannot move on with this anxiety, with this depression. So I'll do anything. I'll I'll fast. I'll pray the prayer. I'll keep doing this. But I really need you to set me free. And that's kind of what the month of January looked like for me. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in today's episode. But I think it's best if I, before I move forward, that I define what fasting is. And fasting, according to the Bible, fasting, and this is just the definition I'm getting um, by looking at certain scriptures and certain scenarios in the Bible that cover this topic of fasting. But fasting is essentially um, you giving up food for a certain amount of time and for a specific purpose. And I read an article about fasting that gave some reasons that are found in scripture as to why um you know, people fast. And so some of those reasons include, um, you know, just drawing nearer to God or to express grief or repentance or to hear from God, to get direction from God. And maybe there's a big decision that needs to be made. And so they go on a fast. There's a lot of different reasons found in the Bible um, that, you know, shows, you know, a person going on a fast for a specific reason. And so two things I'll say right here. The first being you may find in the church world, that there's plenty of people who foam at the mouth <laughs> over this topic of fasting, where some people think, you know, it's okay if it's not food, like you can give up, um, you know, just candy or uh, give up something you like, like maybe you love to, uh, you love to be on your phone. So you give up social media, or, you know, anything, really anything that you really desire, anything you love, giving that up for the Lord is okay. Uh, Whereas another group of believers would say, no, it strictly has to be food. If it's not a food fast, you're not fasting the right way. And there's just a really, I'm going to call it a silly argument um, that you may find in the church concerning fasting. Now, I really don't have an opinion on that. I just know that there are uh, scriptures in the Bible where um, it, it's just a food fast. Like I don't see any, I don't see any situation or any other story in the Bible that suggests that some, uh, you know, like a person fast something different. I just see people giving up food, but I will say, I mean, I went on my first food fast last year in 2020, um, which funny story, this is not even the purpose of today's episode, but last year in 2020, I went on my first food fast and it was around the time of March and April, which If you can remember March and April of 2020, we went on our first lockdown and I decided to go on this fast with my church. Actually, it was a 21 day fast. I decided to to go on that fast uh, right before they announced that we would have to go on lockdown. 
and it was a food fast my very first food fast before then that was kind of my point of bringing this up but before then I would fast things like candy or my phone or um you know tv like things that weren't food or just like junk food sweets things like that it wasn't really a food fast which is okay I mean that's what I did I'm that's why I'm bringing it up because you know I don't really have an opinion on it I just know that I it Every fast I did wasn't necessarily a food fast, but uh, March of 2020, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go on a food fast. I'm going to do it. And then the world shut down, like for real, for real. And that was so difficult. I'm just, you call me, you call me whatever you want. You can say I'm not saved. You can say I need to get baptized. I don't care what you say. That was the hardest thing I have ever done. Because what do you do when the world goes on lockdown? Like, you eat. <laughs> what is there to do? And I remember like I had, oh my gosh. Oh my, I remember it was like the second day of the fast. I was crawling on the floor of my house. Like, I don't think I could do this, but I did. I did the 21 day fast, of course, with some help. Like I, I didn't starve myself, but we're going to talk about it all today. I just wanted to bring up, um, those two common misconceptions, or well, not necessarily misconceptions, but the two ideas that you may see um, surrounding the idea of fasting. The first, you know, people saying, um, you know, it has to be a food fast or it's not a real fast at all. You may find that in the church. I wanted to bring that up. But the second reason why I figured I should pause and, and talk about fasting a little bit, because now that you know what fasting is, you know, giving up food for a certain amount of time. I know what you're thinking. Like, why on God's green earth would you wait until the holiday season to talk to us about fasting? <laughs> like, Yana, that was some bad strategy. Like, your strategy for this was just not good. Because, no, I'm not going to go on a, a food fast in the holiday season. Hear me. I could totally understand that. But um, I will let you know. I mean, I'm going on a fast from today, this To Be Here Tuesday, all the way until Christmas Eve. Um, there's a certain reason why I'm doing that. I guess I can share with y'all uh, why, but at the end of this To Be Heard Tuesday, after we talk uh, talk about it a little more, I do want to invite y'all, like, if you want to fast with me, um, I would love that, you know, just from now all the way to Christmas Eve and just see what God can do these last couple of days of the year. I usually fast uh, the last week of the year, but I'm going to do it uh this week because there's just some things that God's put on my heart and um, I'm only bringing this up to invite you in this with me not to say you know oh look at me I'm fasting but no there's a, a real reason why I think you know it would be something special if we went on a fast but um, that's what we're going to talk about today we are talking about fasting and again this is a full circle moment for me because I started off the year in this way I'm ending the year in this way, so it's uh, special for me. But I do want to take y'all back to January of this year, January 2020, where after multiple weekends of fasting, dating all the way back to the fall of last year, it was really, um, I think it was the month of October when I really started to fast a little more and fast consistently and fast more severely. And I got really like, I hunkered down, like I'm going to go on this fast. And um, to the point again, where people were like, is it, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you trying to do here? You're fasting all the time, but truly I understood that there's a principle with fasting. Again, it's a way for you to draw nearer to God, to hear his voice, to, um, you know, just to get more intimate with him. And maybe it is to express repentance or grief or, um, you know, to seek deliverance on something. And that was the reason why I fasted, um, all of those times because I wanted delivered from anxiety and depression. And so I would get so serious about it. And it was, to the point where I got so frustrated with God um, this month, <laughs> that month of, of January of this year, I was so frustrated because I was doing it. Like it wasn't like I wasn't fasting. It wasn't like I wasn't praying or going to church or reading my Bible. Like y'all, I was doing it all and I was still anxious and I was still depressed, which is why it's important to take a look at your childhood wounds and how you were raised and to take a look at your personhood. It's so important to do that. And I covered those topics already this third season of the podcast. But there is a significant principle of fasting that I didn't have until I kind of threw my hands up with God. <laughs> and there was a moment I had in January of this year where I was fed up. I said, God, Someone needs to tell me exactly what fasting does. Like someone needs to tell me 
if I need to do this a little longer or a little more or I should like what am I missing in my freedom journey and I didn't call it a freedom journey then because I didn't start it yet mine didn't start till the summer when God started to show me things like childhood wounds and things like that but in January I again threw my hands up and I'm like you got to tell me, like, what's the purpose of fasting? Because I knew it was significant. I'm a church kid. I've heard that my whole life. I knew there was a significant principle behind it. But I'm like, God, I am going to order a pizza in two seconds if no one tells me the reason for fasting. And I was dead serious. I'm like, listen, like, I will pull up my Chick-fil-A one out and order me a number a number two large size with some cheese sauce and the Polynesian, like, all of it, Lord, like, you got to tell me because I, I'm joking about it now. It's a ha ha he he moment now. But back then I was like in tears and I was so mad because listen, if you dealt with anxiety, if you dealt with depression, you would know it is not a fun thing to deal with. Like it takes away your energy. It takes away your vision. And I was upset because I had all this plan for the new year and I was bound by anxiety and depression. And I'm like, how do you expect me to do anything if I'm bound by this? So I was just fed up. And I'm like, literally, God, I'm about to go get a pizza. Like, I'm done fasting if you're not going to set me free. I was so upset. And so with that prayer, and there's just a night I had, I can't even remember it clearly because I don't, I can't remember how um, I was led to, to read and study this passage of scripture, but I had it on my heart to read Isaiah 58. I think it's a verse that I, I thought of, um, you know, a verse that I was um, maybe looking at at the time. I don't know, but I was led to Isaiah 58 one way or another. And lo and behold, listeners, my answer about fasting was in Isaiah 58, and I'm so excited to study this with you. I honestly can say that Isaiah 58 is one of my favorite passages of scripture because of how clear it answered <laughs> a lot of my questions and gave me a great perspective about what God is really after. And so I want to take some time and read Isaiah 58 with y'all, and I pray that in the way that learning about fasting in Isaiah 58, in the way um, that studying this verse helped me, I pray it could help you too um, in your freedom journey because truly fasting is significant. We should fast as believers, um, but there's a reason why we fast and it may not be what you think because I'll tell you right now, I felt like in January of this year that I was just starving myself and that's what a lot of people think. Like you Christians starve yourself for Jesus. Like that is crazy. And that's what I was thinking too at that point. That's why I was so frustrated because I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but all my childhood wounds were like, Aw, she's hungry. Like they weren't healed, they weren't touched, they weren't addressed. And, um, but it wasn't until I studied Isaiah 58 is when I saw how fasting can uh, do something about your heart and can do something about those wounds and all of that. And I want to prove it to you. So I'm going to start reading Isaiah 58. Please keep in mind that this is the Lord speaking. As I read it, I'm going to clarify who's speaking and who's not. But let's start in verse one. Again, this is Isaiah 58 verse one. It says, Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Verse 2. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. And that is the end of verse two. I want to pause there real fast because, again, this is the Lord speaking about his people Israel. And in these first two verses, they actually bring some clarity as to why we fast. I kind of talked about it already, but I want you to see it in Isaiah 58 where, you know, he says they come to the temple every day. Um, that shows like an intentional daily pursuit of God, which is a reason why we fast. Like not to say you don't pursue the Lord um, daily anyway, but there's some intentionality behind it. That's a, a, one of the reasons why we fast, you know, um, being intentional about your pursuit of the Lord. And in that, he also says, you know, they're delighted to um, learn about me. And that's another aspect too, like just to understand the Lord's ways and to learn more about him. And the way you learn about anyone is by spending time with them. So it's just intentional. You spend time with God. Um, he also mentions, you know, they're studying the law of God, never abandoning, 
abandoning the law of um, the Lord. That's another thing, too. Like maybe you need um, guidance or direction. We have commandments in Scripture. We have that guidance and instruction in Scripture that we can use. And so fasting is a time to really hone in on that and kind of, um, you know, let those instructions guide you. Again, not to say that you don't do that anyway, but there is some intentionality behind it when you fast. Like because, you know, you're like weakening your flesh in a way. And maybe I'm saying that wrong, but like you're weakening your flesh because you're not eating, but you're you're filling yourself with like the word of God. So that's the intention part of it. But also he mentions at the very end of verse two that, you know, they're they're getting they're trying to be near to God, which is another reason why we fast. It's essentially the same thing, but just uh, to show you clearly how in Isaiah 58, it covers like why we fast. So drawing near to God, that's another uh, reason why we fast. But uh, I cannot move on until I point out another thing about verses one and two of Isaiah 58, because he lists uh, the reasons why people go on fast. Um, he lists the the reasons why, you know, his people Israel are fasting. But we cannot miss some of the, the vocabulary words that the Lord is using in this verse because, you know, he's saying at the beginning, shout out loud, tell my people Israel of their sins because it's not like the Israelites, which we talked about before on the podcast, the Israelites are God's people, God's uh, chosen people. He doesn't just say that the Israelites, um, you know, want to be near God and they want to go to the temple every day and that they, you know, they want to uh, hear his instruction and learn more about him. No, the Lord, he actually says, you know, that they seem delighted to learn all about me and they're acting like a righteous nation, like they never want to abandon my laws and they're pretending that they want to be near me. So in other words, he's like, is not how it looks like they the the appearance of why they're fasting looks legit but it's a performance like it's not really like just hone in on those keywords like they seem like they want to to know more about me they're pretending he even says it right there they're pretending to want to be near me so these are real reasons to fast wanting to be near god wanting to learn more about him wanting to be in his temple his presence every day real legit reasons to fast but it, it's not really legit like it's not sincere that's what I want to talk about today it's a good reason to fast but it's also good to take a look at exactly why you are fasting because the Lord makes it very clear his people aren't really serious about their fast like it's all a show they seem delighted they're pretending to be near me they're acting like they're pious um, which is very important to note here Again, it's good to fast, but why are you fasting? And we'll take a look at that in a little bit. But moving down to verse three, this is what caught my attention in January of this year. As I was fasting, I'm studying this text. And uh, what's read in verse three, that first part of verse three, was crazy because I felt like (laughs) my thoughts about fasting were being read aloud again. Some people may listen to me speak about fasting like, wow, like you don't enjoy fasting. Shame on you. You're a bad Christian. But literally, I was struggling and I was so mad at God. Like, if you don't set me free, I will order a pizza at this very moment. But verse three, it says something again that I felt like I was reading my thoughts out loud. I'll read it, we'll read it together. Isaiah 58 verse three. This is still the Lord speaking and he's talking about what the Israelites are saying. Uh, but verse three says, We have fasted before you, they say, talking about the Israelites. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? They're talking to God, the Israelites. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. Y'all, can I tell you (laughs) when I read verse three in January of this year, I'm like, somebody has to say it like I was like that is exactly how I feel lord like I'm over here denying pizza and chicken wings and Doritos and you're just sitting on your throne not even batting on like I was so mad like just listen to the tone of that text they're like we've been very hard on ourselves lord and you don't even notice it That's exactly what I felt. And even further, they asked him, Lord, why aren't you impressed? That's exactly like when I say those are those were my exact thoughts when I was fasting. Like, God, you see me out here praying and fasting. 
why on God's green? Like, why won't you set me free? I don't get it. I don't understand. I had a full blown attitude. And I'm not saying, you know, um, that I didn't have like a solid reason to your girl was just frustrated. Like, I'm like, God, why aren't you impressed? And that's something I want to note about fasting. I was going to say this at the end, but I want to say this now. Fasting doesn't move God. <laughs> like fasting is not something we do, um, you know, to attract more of God's love. Like that is not at all the point of fasting. Fasting is so that we're changed and that we're moved. But fasting doesn't move God. But before I knew that, I felt like the Israelites like, Lord, why aren't you moved? Why aren't you impressed? Like you see me being very hard on myself about these multiple fasts that have been going on every other weekend. Why aren't you moving? And so what the Lord says next is really the going to be the bulk of today's To Be Her Tuesday. So I'm excited to move forward. Um, but just listen to what God says. It's going to be a pin drop moment. <laughs> just listen to what God says because I was stunned. I didn't have any words after this, but this is moving forward. Uh, still continuing in verse three and then moving on. God says, I will tell you why I respond. And again, this is the Lord speaking. He says, I will tell you why. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. And I'll pause just right there for a moment. Because again, fasting doesn't move God. It's ultimately for us. But this is what the Lord says. He says, it's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never never emphasis on never will never get you anywhere with me you humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind you dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes is that what you call fasting do you really think this will please the lord now that is the end of verse five he says some more things, but I just want to pause right there because, oh my goodness, I was very excited to read that passage of scripture because it brought, it brought clarity, but let's just pause and just take a look at what we read. Again, those were verses three, and three through five, where God, he kind of goes into it a little bit with the whole appearance thing. Like, I don't know if you caught it, but he says, you humble yourselves, which we talked about humility last week. He says... You humble yourselves. You should humble yourselves. But he, this is what he says. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance. In other words, you're putting on an awesome show. <laughs> and it looks legit. But you're essentially just going through the motions. Like, again, you're going to the temple every day, pretending you want to be near me. You're humbling yourselves just by the outward appearance. So you're going through the motions. And then back then, I believe they covered themselves with ashes to show that, you know, they're sorry or they're, you know, it's an outward thing. And so that's what he says. He says you're covering yourself with ashes, dressing yourselves in burlap. Like you look like you're playing the part really well. And you are playing the part really well. I mean, look at you. You're going through the motions. I'm sure everyone is convinced like, oh, yeah, that's a humble person right there. Oh, look at them go. They're fasting, being very hard on themselves. What a show, right? That's what the Lord is calling out between verses three and five. Like you are doing this for some applause, like you're doing this for some credit and you're you're faking the people out. It looks like you're doing a great job, you know, going through those motions. But God is not interested in that. <laughs> He's not interested in you just putting on a great show. Y'all remember in the episode, How Dare You? God's not interested in your performance. That's religion. Religion only cares about you as a performer. And what we just read here was a great example of that. It's the whole going through the motions thing. Oh, I'm going to go to church every day. I'm going to act like I'm a humble person. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pretend to want to be near God. And I'm going to seem delighted to learn all about him. Just just this little like a, a great performance it's all about your behavior what you do externally what you're showing people externally not anything concerning your heart your internal life your actual being but more about what you do we found out early on together in the podcast if you listen to the religious episode uh titled how dare you or if you listen to the um who is god episode we talked about this and God is calling it out as clear as day. And I love him for this. But he's talking to his people. 
He's saying, mm, I'm not impressed by that. <laughs> and he, literally, like, do you hear his tone of voice? This is the Lord speaking. End of verse five, he's like, do you really think this pleases me? You putting on a show, you acting like you're this woe is me, puppy dog face, so sorry, Lord, act like performance. Like, forget the act. This does not please me at all. He's like, you really think this is the kind of fasting that I like? No, he's calling out the relig the religious mentality in this text, which needs to be called out. The spirit of religion has kept so many people bound, including believers, including me. It's kept me bound, and I've shared that before. All It's all about what you do in religion, not about who you are. And that's something that the Lord is exposing in this text. And so I wanted y'all to see that. But even forward, moving on in verse six, this is where it gets good. Because God, you know, he doesn't just leave us with, y'all, this is a load of bull. <laughs> like, this is not what I want. You're just putting on a great show. In verse six, he gives us the kind of fasting that he does want. And I can't wait to study this with you. This has got to be my favorite passage ever. <laughs> this, this right here, verse six, let's read together. Uh, it says, um, again, this is the Lord speaking. He says, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Can we talk about the contrast real fast? <laughs> because, okay, so verses three through five, God is calling out the external things that people do to show that they're humble and they're fasting and there's these awesome religious people. Then we get to verse six and seven and the Lord, he's saying, no, the kind of fasting I want is when you free those who are wrongly imprisoned and you give your clothes to those who need it and you reach out to people who need your help. When I was reading this back in January of this year, I still had that religious mindset. Again, this is in January of this year. I didn't know I was dealing with the spirit of religion, but um, I was reading that text with the mindset of, well, God, I mean, I'm only fasting for seven days. Like, I'm not going to go to soup kitchens and homeless shelters like I don't know if I could do that in the span of seven days like I didn't know that's what you're expecting me to do and immediately the reason why I call it a religious mindset because I only went to the things that I do like oh well then I gotta clear out my closet and go to the homeless shelter and give people some clothes and I gotta make sure I go to the soup kitchen and make sure I go to the prison and and, and you know set all the captives free like I'm thinking oh I gotta do more this is what God wants okay I gotta do more and that's religion because again it's all about what you do but when I really started to look at the contrast between verses um, three through five and six and seven, when I realized, you know what, what God is asking the people to do, the kind of fasting that he wants in verses six through seven, those are kinds of things that take real sacrifice, like to give your clothes to the homeless and to, to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves and to, you know, feed those who are hungry to, to uh, free those who are wrongly imprisoned and lighten the burden of those who work for you. Like, those are things that you can't fake. <laughs> like, anyone could go to church and put the verse in the bio and wear the necklace and, you know, put on a great show. But to do those things in verse 7, like, feed the hungry and give your clothes to those who need them, to, to be with your relatives, those who need your help, Man, that's convicting, and that's in there for a reason. Uh, this holiday season, I know sometimes we just, it's hard <laughs> to, like, be with family sometimes, and I love my family, um, but I know for others, like, it's hard um, to be around family, and there's always that, like, weird cousin or the aunt, and you're, you just you feel that tension, you know? But the Lord says, don't hide for the from the relatives who need your help. Like, these are all things you can't fake, and you can't put on a show, these things take real sacrifice is what I'm trying to say. Like your heart has to show this. It can't just be a show for you, but um, no one, you know, because it gets serious. Like you can't just put on a show and, you know, take some clothes and be like, oh, take some of my clothes and give them to the homeless. Like that has to come from a deeper place, um, far past performance, but that has to come out of a pure heart. You know, like that has to come out of a, a humble heart. It takes humility to give someone in need your things like that takes humility. 
So in other words, there do has to there there has to be a, a heart change for this, not just a good show, but your heart has to be ready to do this. And that's what I um and that's the conclusion I, I came to when I was studying this text, like because at first, again, my mind immediately went to, oh, I have to do all these things in order for God to be pleased. But it's not about doing it, but it's about being it. In other words, it's about having the heart to do those things when the time comes. And not just when the time comes, but just like having the heart to do it, period. Something that I say often, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, I honestly can't remember, but I did write a blog about this before, uh, just recently. This is last month's blog um, where I talked about being versus doing. It's titled Meant to Be because our being, you know, I've said this in every Tube Here Tuesday, we're human beings, but we're not human doings. And I was trying to be a human doing like, oh, I got to do this. I got to find the nearest soup kitchen. I got to go to a homeless shelter. That way God can be pleased. But it's like, no, it's not about what you do, but it's about being the kind of person where it's like, if I see a need, I'm the kind of person that that rises to the occasion. Like, I'm going to make sure that need is fulfilled. If I see someone hurting, if I see someone broken, I'm going to speak up for that person. I'm going to stand up for that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about real sacrifices and real humility that you can't fake. You can't go through the motions with this. Your heart has to actually show this because it, it gets real serious when you realize, oh, you have to humble yourself and you have to sacrifice something in order to do this. That's when your heart is really exposed. And that's what I'm talking about. The Lord's like, and that this is what I'm saying here. God, again, he's not interested in your outward appearance, but he's really interested in your heart. Do you, are you a person who would stand up for the oppressed? Are you someone who stands up when there's an injustice? I've been studying uh, 1 Corinthians 13 all over again, talking about love. It says love uh, never gives up. Love is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. Like, is that who you are? Not just what you do, but are you the kind of person who stands up for the oppressed? Are you the kind of person who reaches out to someone who needs help, even when it's your family? That takes some real humility. <laughs> are you the kind of person to do that? That's what God is saying, because that's what he wants. He doesn't want your performance. He wants your person. In other words, he wants your heart. That's why we fast. That's why we do this. Again, you'll find some crazy arguments in the church about what's fasting and, and all that. And it's really is. It's, it's a sacrifice. And it's a sacrifice so that your heart can be transformed, that your heart could be um, renewed, that your heart could be humbled, and that you remember, like, this is Christ-like. Please remember this season. I mean, we serve a God who humbled himself in such a way that he came down to stand up for the oppressed, and he became the, the oppressed for us. He became oppressed for us, so we wouldn't have to be oppressed. And he suffered all kinds of injustice, even though we should have been the ones to suffer that kind of injustice. He walked through it all. I mean, he was there for relatives who needed his help. He fed the hungry, you know, like he he gave to those in need. He he was humble. And when we fast, what we're really doing is is we're sacrificing. And that takes humility. We can we can't fake it. It has to come from the heart. And again, the Lord says very clearly in verse six, he says, this is the kind of fasting I want. He's after your heart. And I love this because I know what you're thinking. Some people may be thinking this like, all right, cool. See your point. But like, how does this have to do with those wounds in my heart? <laughs> and what does this have to do with some of the trauma I experienced? My negative thought patterns, the, um, the unhealthiness in me. I see your point, Yana, but you didn't really get to that point about fasting. Like how how does it how does it take care of things like that? It is my honor to read verse eight, <laughs> verses eight through twelve, y'all. This again, favorite passage of scripture, and I love Jesus for this. Like, cause this is His heart. He just He cares about your heart. He cares about those wounds. He cares about it all. And fasting is really a way to to see Him and all of that. And so. You know, because it's a, a sacrifice that we're making in this time of fasting. Let's take a look at what the Lord says, um, uh, what will come as a result of the sacrifice of fasting. This is verse eight. I'm going to read it to y'all. It's amazing, just as a heads up, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to read verse eight. Isaiah 58 verse eight says, then after. OK, keep in mind, this is after um, the Lord lists all those things. Um, 
about the the kind of fasting he really wants. He says, verse eight, then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Can we talk about that? There's more to this. I'll, I'll keep reading. But do you, do you see my point there? Just verse 8 explains it all. I don't even have to say anything else. Verse 8 just says it all. It says, your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. And then verse 9, I'll just read that first part there. It says, then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. That is the result of fasting. <laughs> That right there, it says, then your salvation will come like the, like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Now, I want to talk about salvation a little bit, but salvation does take place in your mind. Condemnation also takes place in your mind. Um, I think this is Dr. Matthew Stevenson. Again, I love that man. I quote him all the time. Um, but he talks about condemnation taking place in your mind. And that's essentially, I think this is how he said it. I don't, I don't have my notes from that sermon, but I did post, uh, he has a sermon called mental issues and psychological warfare. And he talks about condemnation a little bit. And he said, basically that it's, um, like the, um, sentence that you serve in your mind, uh, of sin, like the prison sentence of sin you serve in your mind. I totally butchered that, but he says condemnation takes place in the mind, but salvation also takes place in the mind. We'll see in Ephesians 6, uh, 17, you know, that it's the helmet of salvation. That's a good picture of where salvation takes place in the mind. Also, um, Isaiah 59, which is the chapter right, uh, right after what we're reading in Isaiah 58, there's a verse that it says, you know, he will put on his helmet of salvation. So we know that salvation takes place in the mind. Um, and so when it says, then your salvation will come like the dawn, like can you think about the healing of that like even the the beautiful poetry there like the dawn um and i i took some notes back in january it's still in my bible but i remember writing this down in january of 2021 um i was taking notes on this and i studied that word dawn and a couple of definitions i found is um the first being it's the uh first appearance of light in the sky after a long period of darkness um and the dawn also signifies a favorable period of time so just to have that picture of like your salvation will come like the dawn after you've fasted. And again, fasting takes sacrifice. It happens in the heart. It's a heart, um, you know, it, it has to do with what's going on in your heart, not necessarily what you do externally, but what goes on internally. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. And then my favorite part, and then your wounds will quickly heal. Those childhood wounds I had, and this is January of this year. I only found out about my childhood wounds in June of this year. Um, so this is before I even knew that, but I knew that I was wounded <laughs> and I knew that I had some scars. I didn't know how to identify them yet. But in January of this year, I remember breaking down like, this is what it's about. Those wounds in my heart, it's when I humble myself and it's when I make some real sacrifices, my wounds will quickly heal. And I loved, you know, even just going back to verses six and seven, like the kinds of people the Lord was at, is asking all of us, you know, when we fast, the kinds of uh, people he wants our hearts uh, to have like burdens for because it's what burdens him. Like the Lord cares about the oppressed. He cares about those who are hungry. He cares about those who are poor. He cares about, you know, those who need our help, those who are wrongly in prison. And he's like, when you fast, that's being Christ-like. Because the Lord, this is even a verse in um, Luke 4, uh, verses 18 through 19. I think, um, you know, the Lord, he, he speaks on this. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor. Like he, that when this Holy Spirit comes upon you, like you have the same burden he has. And we even talked about that in the filled with feelings episode, you know, like when the uh, spirit of God was angry and it fell upon Saul, Saul became angry. And so we can really carry on the Holy Spirit to have um, Christ-like burdens where we feel for the kinds of people that Jesus feels for. Like we have a heart for the broken. We have a heart for the oppressed. We have a heart for those wrongly accused. This is Christ-like. And it's when we become Christ, Christ-like in that way, that's when our wounds start to heal. Isn't that beautiful, you guys? Like 
fasting is significant. It plays a huge, a huge part in our freedom journey. Um, but even then, and starting in verse nine, when he says, then you'll call on the Lord and he'll quickly reply, like, that's a beautiful picture of relationship with him. And that goes into being a human being. Like, we're not just human doings, but we were always meant to be in the garden with the Lord. Like, we were always meant to have relationship with him. And that just gives you a picture of like what happens in fasting. Like you do, um, you know, get a little more intimate in your relationship with God and you do draw near with a pure, uh, a pure, humble heart. That's what God wants. I'm going to keep reading in verse nine. It says, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. I was totally convicted by that because it's easy to do both. It's easy to point your finger. It's easy to spread rumors. I've been convicted of that before. Um, But that essentially shows within your heart, like Matthew 15, Jesus will talk about this, you know, all kinds of things that, um, that come from the heart, like slander, like gossip, like evil thoughts, it comes from your heart. And so when we fast and we were intentional about our pursuit of the Lord, um, you know, and taking those real sacrifices and humbling ourselves, like these are the kinds of things that we stop doing because our hearts are changed. Um, but again, he goes on to say, verse 10, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Isn't that beautiful? It says, uh, this is another one of my favorite verses, verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And Jesus refers a little bit um, to this verse in John 7, verses 37 through 39, when um, more specifically, verse 38, he says, rivers of living water will flow from the heart of those who believe in God. And it's just by faith in him. Like if you even look at the description of that, what this, this is beautiful poetry, by the way, I'm sure you would agree. But when it says, um, you'll be like a well-watered garden, like an ever flowing spring, like, can you imagine your heart in that way when it just flows with, with, uh, living water and real love for people and real love for God when it's not fake anymore, but it's real, it's authentic. That sounds like a healthy, free human being to me. And that's what I want for my life. And that's why I'm fasting, because I'll tell you right now, there's something that the Lord pointed out in my heart that I'm like, I can't go into the next year with this in my heart. And I was very like, it kind of grieves me to know that I let that kind of thing in. But I'm fasting because I want to be a well-watered garden and I want the Lord to guide me continually. And that's why uh, I'm inviting you to join me in this fast. Again, I'm just fasting till Christmas Eve. Y'all are more than welcome to join me. But um, then it says, verse 12, some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. And again, that is just such a beautiful description of what happens when we fast. Um, This passage of scripture, Isaiah 58, it goes on to talk about um, the Sabbath and all of that. I'm not going to get into that today, but um, I am going to stop at verse 12 and just kind of talk about what we read or summarize what we read even. I think we (laughs) kind of gave some some good summaries and we took a look at each verse individually. But y'all, what I'm trying to say here on today's To Be Heard Tuesday concerning fasting, what it has to do with our freedom journey but this is, this is what it's about. It's all about your heart. We started off this month of December talking about um, a healthy heart, where we talked about idolatry, who you worship. And last week, we talked about a humble heart, which is essentially the same thing. A humble heart is a healthy heart, but we really honed in on pride. Um, and in talking about pride, we talked about the importance of humbling ourselves. That's what I'm talking about, just to summarize in today's To Be Her Tuesday and how fasting can play a huge role in that. If you need, if you know you need to humble your heart and you need to take a look at the things you're worshiping and take a look at, you know, am I really, is this a performance for me or am I actually like, am I really this? Like, I'm not just, um, you know, in theory, like, oh, I'm for the poor because my savior is, but are you really, or are you just going through the motions of penance or enough humility or are you, are you actually a humble person? Like, do you actually have a humble heart? Fasting reveals that (laughs) and, and that's what it's revealed in my heart, like, um, where I've had pride and where I have, um, you know, I haven't humbled myself. It's a dangerous game. You guys, when we're, when we're living with pride, when we're not humble and God, he's, he's not after, you know, just, a, um, you know, just a show where we act like we're sorry, we act like we're humble people. God's like, I know what's really in your heart and I want you to draw near to me because when you do, your heart will change. 
when we come closer to God, where our hearts are bound to change because he made us and he understands everything that we do. There's a psalm about that. And it's when we draw near to him is that when we become as humble as he is, <laughs> you know, like Jesus is the most humble man on earth and he was the healthiest man on earth, but he was humble and he's God. And it's crazy to think that God would humble himself because he's God and he's perfect. But when we draw near to him, we we mirror that and we're also humble and our hearts are also changed. And it's all by relationship with him, which is why fasting is so important because we're taking that sacrifice of Lord. I want to be intentional about my pursuit with of you. I want to be intentional about our conversations and about, um, you know, me being in your presence and how I pray and how I, uh, you know, dive deeper into your word. All of that is because of your heart. He's not concerned about you putting on a show. And, you know, I've heard stories before of people, they're on, they're on these fast and it's kind of like going back to what the Lord says, like, yeah, you're fasting, but you keep oppressing your workers. Like you're missing the point <laughs> or just to put it in present day. Sure, you're fasting, but you're also being mean to the people around you or you're being mean to those who don't look like you and don't agree with you. But thank God you're fasting. Like, God, did you hear his tone of voice? He's like, do you really think that pleases me? That like, okay, sure, you gave up some pizza, but you're still a mean, can't take Chris person. Like, I'd rather you eat the pizza, you know? So just really take a look this season. I'm taking a look please hear me. Again, this is my favorite passage. And what an honor to study this with you. I love Isaiah 58 because it is like the most sincere passage of scripture I've ever read. And I can keep going on and on about it, but I'm just going to leave you with that. Really take a look at your heart. I encourage you to go on a fast, but be intentional about it. Don't just put on a show. Be honest in the areas that you're weak. I told, I mean, there's some moments where I told God, like, I think I need a sandwich or I'm not, I'm going to pass out. Like, and there's certain principles to that, you know, like before you fast, like maybe wean off a little bit. Cause I would eat like a big Chipotle burrito the next day and then nothing the day after. And I'm like, that's probably not smart because I'm going on a fast, you know? So like, there's some things that you can do to prepare for a fast, like not eat for a certain amount of time. But even if you have to start small, I don't think that's a big deal. I think if you um, put aside candy or junk food and you just have, you know, you stick to more like salads and vegetables and, or maybe you just fast meat, whatever that looks like, I just, I encourage you to take a sacrifice, make a sacrifice, humble yourself before the Lord and just see you know, your salvation come like the dawn and your wounds to quickly heal. I think that is just perfect. And I'm so thankful that Isaiah 58 exists for some clarity, but I am going to end today's To Be Her Tuesday. I really could keep going, but I think the verse speaks or that chapter speaks for itself. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate this episode and leave a review. Follow and subscribe on whatever listening platform you're tuned in on. Give To Be Heard Podcast a follow on Instagram, y'all. So much is to come. You don't want to miss it. And come back next week for the last To Be Heard Tuesday of the year right here on To Be Heard Podcast.